but at the moment i think job creation is quite important to me because especially if you look at the continent right so uh of the sort of 2.4 billion people that is estimated to be added to the global population 1.3 billion of those would be in africa um the working age population is going to grow from 2018 right from 700 million to 1 billion um by 2035 and so there's a lot of people being added um to the population we are growing rapidly and if these people do not have jobs do not have a way to make and income, it's not only going to be a disaster economically, but developmentally and also politically. Welcome to a special Alan Gray Orbis Foundation podcast, our Gray Matter Conversations. This Intrafluent series is designed to bring you into the hearts and minds of leading voices in our entrepreneurship ecosystem, from investors to education partners to fellows and, of course, the entrepreneurs themselves. Hi, I'm Timothy Maurice Webster, a behavioral psychology author researching human behavioral patterns. And I've partnered with the foundation to bring you insights through digital platforms to help advance our collective goals of understanding how to support, develop, and ensure entrepreneurs make the most positive impact in our communities and country. The following series is inspired by the foundation's pioneering philosophy of Intrafluence, or the idea that the most effective leaders and entrepreneurs develop and harness their internal values and become selfless in their pursuit of influencing the society in a way that's about much more than their personal gain, but about the collective societal good. Before we hear from Marie Noel Nocolo, our Intrafluencer for today, let's hear from the Foundation's Head of Public Affairs and Communications, Nantando Mtetwa about why this Intrafluence series means so much. Hi, Natando, how are you? I'm good, Timothy, how are you? I'm great. We're really excited about this Intrafluence series. Why does it matter so much to you guys as leadership at the foundation? For me as the leaders of the foundation, I'm very excited to bring this Intrafluence series. And the reason that it matters um, to us is that in our journey of nurturing high-impact and responsible entrepreneurs, We really are working towards instilling a movement of entrepreneurs that recognize that their impact is not only limited to their domain and that they have a role to play in really shifting society and making sure that entrepreneurship can be used as a platform to add value to society. We also really want to start seeing a type of entrepreneur that is relentless and persevering in helping to create an inclusive economy. And I think a lot of us would agree with um, the opportunity of entrepreneurs helping to create an inclusive economy in the context of South Africa, where a lot of inequalities exist and certain sectors of society have not had the opportunity to participate in the economy. And lastly, just, you know, really working towards nurturing a type of entrepreneur that have foresight and sheer determination to make this world that is far better than it currently is now. What we like about presenting this conversation in a series format is much like Netflix, people can gray matter and chill. Thank you so much, Natando. Thank you. Now let's chat to Marie Noel, a researcher at the Brenhurst Foundation, which offers new ideas and innovative actions for strengthening Africa's economic performance. Enjoy. Marie Noel Nuokolo. Yep. 
Welcome to the Alan Gray Orbis Foundation podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Your research and your work in the policy space is fascinating, but let's go back. Okay. <laughs> let's look at some of the, let's go back behind the curtain and look at your life. Hmm. What sort of formed you? Where are you from? Take us back. Okay. Um, so thanks again for having me. Um, so I am from Ghana, Accra, Ghana, actually. And I think uh, thinking about sort of if I can call it my formative experience, it's this idea of sort of the lived experience of family and friends as well of poverty, um, growing up in Accra and seeing that around you. Um, and wanting to sort of change that narrative, especially for the people you care about, right? So for me, that was the closest proximity. These are the people I care about. We want to make a different life for these people. Um, and so in Ghana, um, as probably might be the case in some other African countries, growing up, the more successful people were business people. And so in my head, I'm doing business and I'm going to have a business and run that. And that's not a bad thing. Um, and I did do that. So my first degree actually is in international business and management. I studied business because I was like, Yes, absolutely. Um, and then I had a chance to study abroad in the UK for a semester where I got to take a class called Development Economics. And the funny story, well, not that funny at the time, was it was the, ca the class that I probably did the worst in in my entire life. I was just like, what is this? But I found it so interesting that you could study development, right? There were things that had been done. There were all these patterns and there were different sort of theories around um, how to help countries transform themselves how to lift people out of poverty, um, raise incomes of um, standards of living. And so I found that like to be super interesting. And also at that point in time, I'd gotten to that um, juncture where it's like you see businesses around you that thrive, but it's almost like it goes on to a certain point. And so I started to see, well, businesses do do well, they do thrive, they can provide jobs for people. But sometimes the policy spaces in which they operate also has a lot um, to say and also determines the extent of their success sometimes or their failures. And so for me, this was like, huh, this is really interesting. And so that's when I was like, okay, this development thing might be interesting. I mean, I totally bombed the class, but I find this super interesting. So I was like, let's look into this and see what it's like. And that's basically how I started, you know, reading a bit more, looking up courses and ended up doing my master's in development management. And so when I had the chance to go through that process, um, you learn a lot of insight, there's a lot of theory, um, things that come at you, and I was like, okay, I definitely want to work in this space, um, but as a young person, it's not always sort of the uh, easiest to make impact in that space, but also I'm like, I don't have time. I want to learn and have the practical experience. And so it wasn't necessarily going straight into, let's say, a government job right after that, right? I wanted uh, the little bit of the, uh, uh, an institution or an organization where there is the incentive and also the drive to actually see impact, make impact happen. And so that's what guided my search for where to work after my master's. And that's basically how I ended up at the Brentus Foundation because reading up on their work um, that they did, right, there was a whole lot of practical, um, there was a practical element to the work that he did that was to me very inspiring because I was like, oh, this is actually what I want to do. I want to have the chance to be able to meet some of these um, policymakers um, and experts and actually hear their thinking and also from their experiences, what they've learned, how they'll do things differently and how we can apply that to different contexts. And so that's that's sort of the slightly twisted, um, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's basically the journey. It's not probably the most conventional, but that's how 
I started out, it's like poverty alleviation. How can I do that? Okay, business. But then you're like, huh, sometimes they go up onto a certain extent in this context. And it's, okay, what is that? Is the environment in which they work? Okay, development. And then that's basically how I ended up here. So One of the things I enjoy about your the work you do is that I don't think there's enough emphasis placed on changing systems and policies and how they those those areas regulate society right mm-hmm. so policy around gender policy mm. around finance you know legal law etc what are some of the things you want to fight for like as an policy research advocate what are some of the things you see that need to be changed on this continent or you know regionally whether it's west africa southern africa some of the things on your radar right now so i think for me and sort of i'm still figuring this out and maybe if you ask me this in three years it might be different but at the moment i think job creation is quite important to me because we're especially if you look at the continent right so uh of the sort of 2.4 billion people that is estimated to be added to the global population 1.3 billion of those would be in africa um the working age population is going to grow from 2018 right from 700 million to 1 billion um by 2035 and so there's a lot of people being added um to the population we are growing rapidly and if these people do not have jobs do not have a way to make and income, it's not only going to be a disaster economically, but developmentally and also politically. Our systems will crumble at sort of the frustration of the people that are not able to get jobs. And so for me, that is one area that I'm particularly interested in. And what that means for me is trying to understand ways that other people have done it. And so one of the books that the Brenthurst Foundation just released is called The Asian Aspiration. And it looks at the lessons from Asia, especially East Asia, and how they sort of dealt with that and some of the policy lessons that we can take from that, right? And one of which is um, sort of not being a prisoner of your past per se, but looking ahead and finding um, some of those useful policy tools and also being open to write different iterations. So it may not necessarily work the first time, but it doesn't mean it's a complete bomb, right? You need to find the tweaks and find the different ways to make this work in the context that you find yourself in. Um, And so that's one of the things I'm particularly interested in. And I would like to see uh, people have more jobs, not just any job, but high productivity jobs, right? Where they have security, where they have higher incomes of um, living. Um, And so it's trying to find a way to get to that point. And one of the things I do appreciate about the work that I do now and the people that I work with especially is the importance that is placed on decision makers, right? And so we know that I can write as much as I want and push that out there. But a lot of the times, if you actually want to see these changes, you need to be able to get these materials or these new ways of thinking or different ways of thinking, if I can call it that, to actual decision makers. And that's one thing that the network at the Brent Health Foundation does quite well, right? Because if you look at our board, for instance, there's President Basanjo and the other big names that can get you into spaces where you can have actual conversations. And so for me, that's one avenue to do that. And it's also an opportunity to learn about different things that different countries are doing. Um, and it gives you a chance to sort of, you know, think through what would this look like for Ghana? which is a country I'm particularly interested in because I'm from there. Um, And so I would really like to see a continent where people have high productivity jobs, where the incomes of living are higher, standards of living are higher, people have job security, but also one where people can pursue things that they want. And that brings us to this idea of innovation. And this is one of the things that Harambe, for instance, is quite good at, um, bringing together these networks of people. But my side may not be creating a venture, but it might be speaking to policymakers uh, on creating that 
enabling environment, right? That allows people um, to do things that they want to do. So to be able to register their business properly, to have the infrastructure that would make investors be interested in those cities or even countries in the first place. So it's just finding ways, paths, and means to make that happen. And that's sort of the drive and the goal right now. You know what's amazing is that when I think about when I think about the fact that there are bright young people in the policy research space, mm. I feel more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. No, because when you think about this space, you think about older, mm-hmm. exactly. boring exactly. type of people. Yep. And the fact that you bring in such positive, beautiful energy in that space. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a You're pleasure. A Appreciate it. A huge thanks to Marie Noel and your journey and commitment to making a difference and driving Intrafluence. Please share this episode with someone interested in strengthening and supporting our entrepreneurship ecosystem. Until next time.